nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, David Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Let's rock it out. Here we go. All right, everybody. How's how's everybody doing out there today? It is Tuesday. December 26th, 2023. I got a, got a new set of headphones for Christmas, and they're, they're so good, I don't feel like I hear myself, but I can see that I'm I'm making noise. So, uh, we're going to rock. We're going to go with it. All right, here we go. So, <clears throat> there's Mike there. Still Mike there, Don. All right, guys. So, I hope everybody... Uh, had a had a lovely Christmas. Enjoy time with your families, and uh, if you had to work, I I feel badly for you. Um, but you know it is what it is. At least you at least you got a job, I guess, right? So, a um, couple things before we get into this. I I just have a bunch of random talk topics. There's not gonna. I, I, I'm still trying to come up with a name for the show. So, <laughs> guess we'll have to wait and see. But nonetheless. Um, couple things before we get into that, guys. Please, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please, if you would be so kind as to uh, make sure you are following the show, number one, and then make sure to share the show. God, I really sound weird in these headphones. But it's like I can't hear anything outside of my head. Scary. Scary thought. Anyway, uh, make sure you're sharing this with your friends. And then if you're listening to this on Spotify and uh, or Apple, I should say, if you could please leave us a five-star rating. Uh, if you want to leave a review, you can do so. If you're following on Podbeam, you can also um, leave a, a comment or, or a uh, review or whatever. And I encourage you to do so, please. Um, it just helps the show out. There's, you know, I don't ask for much. There's just a few things that you guys can do to help us out uh i say us but me out 
and that's and that's one of the things there if you can just make sure that you um you're sharing the show you're getting the word out and if you can give us a good rating that helps it falls into the algorithm and all that fun stuff and that just helps and it, it helps man just help and if you really really want to help the show if you're if you're really so inclined to help the show guys go to the dtom store the link is at the bottom or is in the podcast app and what you're listening to this on it says dtom store just click it it'll take you to the website there you will find an array of goods and goodies and i'm telling you i'm telling you right now look i'm not just telling you this bullshit to get you to buy stuff i i have bought stuff from this website i just recently bought stuff i bought uh whiskey glass okay don't tread on america whiskey glass if you like to see what it looks like you can follow me on tiktok at don't tread on america i did a drink and made it in the glass anywho um and uh ordered it last sunday so the you know week ago sunday and i got it on friday boom ordered a sweatshirt same day it'll be here today probably would have been here saturday in all honesty if it wasn't for christmas eve and christmas traffic and all that stuff point being is this generally if you put an order in as long as and i get the orders like i see the orders uh, there's been an order made for bob johnson ordered whatever wherever uh as soon as i go in there and and review the order send it to the to the maker it's they start making it right then so it's it's usually about a week or less turnaround on an item so and if you're if you live in this country if you're from america if you're in america i should say you um you get free shipping that saves you a chunk of money i do have a promo code but you can't use that in conjunction with the free shipping and trust me the free shipping is actually more beneficial than the than the discount so use if you're outside the united states use promo code dtom get 10 percent off and um speaking of social media if you guys if you are if you would also be so inclined to follow us on social media we're don't tread on america on Facebook, Instagram, True Social, and the Ticker Talker. Now, for those of you that know, if you don't know, we uh, strictly, I just strictly do drink videos on TikTok. Um, just got done <laughs> Christmas Eve with the 12 drinks of Christmas. So, for the previous 12 days, I think I started it on the 12th or whatever to the 24th or maybe the 13th, whatever day I started. I don't even remember. But <laughs> made an array of different drinks. Um, all involving whiskey or bourbon. Um, but if you are so inclined, guys, you can follow me there. Don't tread on America. Learn how to make some cool-ass drinks. Uh, I probably won't make any videos for a little while because I just made 12. So <laughs> take a little bit of a break. Not not that I'm taking a break from the bourbon, mind you. Mm. Never. But I just made a regular old-fashioned today. I've done that, so no big deal. Anyway. If you're not on social media, guys, you want to follow me at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. And from all of those situations, you can message me directly. You can send me an email. You can you can talk to me. You can ask me questions. You can send me stories. You can do whatever you want. It's cool. Um, I don't even care if you're an asshole to me. Just I will give you a disclaimer. If you are an asshole to me, I will duly and kind return the favor to you so keep that in mind all right so let's get to the show so it's the day after christmas right i really had intended to do the show on christmas eve 
but um, I didn't want to. <laughs> I mean, shit. I mean, if we're going to be perfectly honest, and I, I want to be perfectly honest with you guys, I, I had all this, for the most part, I had all this stuff ready to rock and roll on Sunday. And I was just like, eh. here's what went through my head. Um, I don't give a shit. No, I'm joking. Looking at the down, looking at how I listen to podcasts, okay? Now, I'm not saying that everybody listens to podcasts the same. This is just me. I'm thinking, okay, I can do this show on Sunday. Who's really going to listen to it for the most part? Now, we have a worldwide audience, and I understand that, and I understand that there's probably a chunk of people that don't celebrate Christmas or even maybe had to work on Christmas and wanted podcasts to listen to. I get it. Trust me. But... Um, for the for the most part, it was going to be a very small audience in that situation. Now, I'll also say this. Most of your mainstream podcasters are still not working. They're taking this whole week off. But yet, here I am on Tuesday, the 26th. And I'll be here again on Thursday, the 28th. So, sugar water. Now, also, with that being said... For whatever reason, I don't know why or how I guess this works, but this time of year, you would think 365 days out of 52 weeks of the year, for 348 of those days and 51 of those weeks, we constantly hear a bunch of bullshit about a bunch of bullshit, right? Whatever that bullshit is, we just hear it. But yet this week, it's crickets. Nothing's going on, nothing to see, which should tell you everything you need to know about your mainstream media, no matter who you watch or who you listen to. I don't care if it's Fox, CNN, what different podcasts you listen to, especially if those podcasts are hosted by people off of Fox or people off of CNN or MSNBC or whatever, or have their own radio shows. If those people are all taking the week off, you can't help but wonder. The news doesn't stop, and I get it. People people deserve a vacation, okay? And for the most part, most of these guys and gals don't take vacations. And I so, you know, I get that. But my point is this. It amazes me because, you know, I take vacation, and I don't do a show, but I also don't get paid to do this show. But what amazes me is how the news just seems to stop. Like... There's no longer a war in Israel. Nothing's going on in Ukraine. Everyone's getting along. No bubbles, no troubles. Or is it because the manufacturers of the news are all on break? There's nothing to man, no one to manufacture whatever you're listening to. So it's something to keep in mind because I'm gonna I have a story for you later on in the show, and it, it'll I think I will wrap your head around what I'm trying to say, but. Let's jump into some bullshit. How does that sound? So, I've we've talked about this recently, and you've probably heard this on other shows, but as we approach 2024, we're walking into a, a another voting election season, right? An election for president with the same two participants that were involved in the last election. And we can talk about that. We can do a whole show on how it was stolen or not stolen, this, that, and the other thing. Okay, but you can't help but wonder if they're not going to pull the same playbook out because 
much of you guys know, if you played sports ever in your life, especially like strategic sports like football or, you know, those types of sports, you, if it works, why you, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Right. So who's to say that they don't come out with another pandemic of some sort, that they don't force Joe Biden into the basement, that they don't force people to do at home voting or mail-in voting or whatever it's called. Now, in this situation, obviously, I would hope that the majority of Americans would be like, no, 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 no. But the other day, the CDC director warns people to stay home this Christmas and New Year's season with a new COVID variant. Here we go. With the rise of a new COVID-19 variant and other respiratory viruses, the CDC director, Mandy Cohen, has issued a stark warning in a video message released on X, formerly known as Twitter. Cohen advises those feeling unwell to stay home, especially as holiday season nears. Labeling the concurrent spread of the flu COVID and RSV as the triple-demic. Cohen's message comes at a critical time when the virus are, viruses are escalating in most of the country. She emphasizes the importance of avoiding the spread of germs, particularly the uh, two vulnerable groups. So, there you go. And I have a feeling it's just going to you know, matriculate down the field a little bit. They're going to keep on with the bullshit. They're going to scare you. Um, I just think that the majority of this country isn't that stupid. I want to believe that, at least. Um, because, I mean, I guess if you start seeing the uh, the death ticker, the death toll ticker at the bottom of the CNN or, or Fox or whoever's screen, then you know that maybe they're about to start cranking shit up again. But... <sighs> who knows anyway so the other day we were talking about dick durbin and congress and senate and how they're wanting to block the the uh epstein client list right so you you have a representative out of the state of tennessee which is which is interesting um so um let me see i think let me see i think i should have played this before i think this is it yeah can take much more congressman of this, of this democrat deviance deviancy out this there. is uh this is congressman uh bob johnson no this is tim i think it's tim burshit he's a republican out of tennessee and uh this We're is what he has to say about the, the situation this was on newsmax the other day convicted sex offender jeffrey epstein now you're also working to uncover his infamous client log from his private jet a motion the democrat senator dick durbin is is trying to block congressman why do you think so many Democrats are committed to protecting the list of a dead pedophile. What possible national security implications could that have? What you say so many times, my dear friend, Marsha Blackburn, I thought she was snubbed. That's why I got involved with it. She can handle her own. But when the Democrat-controlled Senate did that, I, I went to Chairman Comer in the Republican-controlled House, and I said, we need, to, we need to fix this. This is wrong. And too many of my colleagues, I'm afraid, are compromised. Uh, in this area for whatever reason somebody's whispered in their ear said hey you don't want something to come out on something else you better keep your mouth shut on this and that's exactly what they've done and um and it continues to go whether it's the honeypot that the russians used to use or something worse 
I don't know, but but it's clearly you see that up and down the line. You see good conservatives vote for liberal policies, and frankly, you see some liberals occasionally that will vote for something else. So obviously, the um, the Congress has been compromised, and this continues on through the White House, through the Justice Department. It's a the trash can is very deep. It's not a it's not a, it, mm-hmm. hey, it not a swamp. It's an open sewer. So. <clears throat> I mean, there you go. And and that's point period. If you're a lawmaker, okay, in Washington, Washington, D.C., your state, wherever you're at, if you are a member of Congress, there should be no reason why anyone from the president on down who doesn't want that list released unless your name is on it. Or your, you know, your friend or your your brother or your your son or whatever is on that list. There's no reason why you shouldn't want that list released. And I think it makes it even worse when you have a small number of these individuals that don't want this list released. Because I'm going to automatically assume that you're guilty. That your name is on said list because if you what is the old adage if you have nothing to hide then you have everything to show you there's no reason why you can't and wouldn't want to make this list public i mean for nothing else the epstein is dead whether he killed himself or he was murdered whatever um the only reason you could possibly have to not want that list to be made public is because you have something to hide. Now, I told you guys the other day about this. Um, I have no problem with you guys blanking out the names of, of the, uh, you know, the victims in this situation or the accusers. I have no problem with that because they've suffered enough. But anybody else that's on that list... And it's, and it's more than the flight list. Like, if you go on Twitter, X, whatever it's called, and you see, you'll see you see a lot about it. <laughs> well, there were the, the, the Epstein flight logs are the same as the list, blah, blah, blah. And that's not necessarily true. I'm not saying that anybody that's on that flight log that happened to go to Epstein Island doesn't need to have their, <laughs> their uh, hard drive looked at. But that's not to necessarily say that they're guilty. Now, I guess you could label them guilty by association. Fine, I get it. And I'm not sticking up for anybody that's on even the flight logs list. But I will guarantee you that the names on the on the on his in his black book are not going to necessarily be a hundred percent of the names that are on the flight logs. Now, I'm not saying that none of those names on the flight logs. I guarantee a good chunk of those names will be on that in the list. I'm not saying that. But surely there were situations of Epstein being in this country, in New York or L.A. or wherever, where he had, or where was this thing in New Mexico? I think he had a, a ranch or something in New Mexico. So you'll probably see names in his black book that never were on his plane and you'll probably see names that were on his plane that aren't in his black book. 
Now, I guess you could ask the question, why in the hell would you go to Epstein Island if you weren't there to do nefarious things? Fair question, because that's the question I would ask to anybody on that flight log. But I think the names in the black black book are going to be more damning than what's on that flight list. That's just my personal opinion, because I would be interested, because a lot of these people have already seen this. So the fact that you're saying you don't want it to be made public means that you've seen something that you don't think we should see, whether it's your name or someone else's name that you know, whatever. But it might even be more than just a name in a book. So if if you're Dick Durbin, for example, and your name's in Epstein's uh, black book. I'm not saying it is, but let's just say for the shits and giggles that it is. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. I'll I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on that because Jeffrey Epstein was a financial advisor or something along those lines. So I guess, although he obviously is who he is or was who he was, you could say... Uh, wow, my name's on in his black book because uh, I was a client of his uh, through taxes and and stocks and whatever, whatever his job was, so to speak. You could probably talk your way out of that. Not saying it looks good, but you could still at least talk your way out of it. Name in a book doesn't necessarily mean anything, so it makes you wonder if your name's in the book. What is else? Dick Durbin, you know, likes Dirty Sanchez's. From, you know, 15-year-old girls. Whatever. (laughs) Dick Turpin likes the rusty trombone from uh, transvestites. uh, You know, whatever. I'm not saying that's what he likes. I'm just saying. If your name is in that book, it might just be more than just your name in the book. It might be something along the lines of what your little thing is. Okay? So, just know this. If you live in a state and you have a senator or a congressperson and these people are adamant that Epstein's uh, list should be kept private. You need to ask questions to that person as to why. Why? Give me a good reason. Because I guarantee you there's none. All right. On to more interesting news. Now, this, this strikes close to home, okay, with where I live in Florida. And um, once again, I guess you can where I titled this segment here is uh, Biden's government is at it once again. Now, this is out of the city of Lakeland, Florida. Now, in Lakeland, Florida, there's a small but lucrative meth dealership. No, um, <laughs> uh, produce uh, wholesaler, I guess. And they're not a very big company. They're mainly Southeast, but... um Big enough, nonetheless. So, on Thursday, this past Thursday, before Christmas, they all got laid off. The whole the whole company went out of business. Now, obviously, for the most part, all the workers especially, were caught off guard with this news. Very much so. Um, like, let me see, I can read a couple of quotes. So, um... Uh, you had a situation where a husband and wife both worked at this company. So, um, 
So I was trying to find one of the quotes. So there was someone saying, I was out. I was out. So sales uh, was also off for the day fishing. So I'm Christmas shopping with eight year old son while her four year old, four year old, and nine month children were at daycare. She says, uh, with hindsight being 2020, I obviously wouldn't have gotten everything I, I got if I knew literally hours later I'd be laid off. Uh, she had worked her way up to role of office manager and school liaise, liaison, uh, often putting 60 hours a week in at work, sacrificing time with her husband and four kids so the family would move out of her mother-in-law's house. We're actually just about at her own place. But around 1 o'clock on Thursday, all the employees of the Fruit and Vegetable Distribution Company got the news that the business was closing immediately. The nine office uh, staff, four representatives, 13 house Warehouse workers, 18 drivers, will be paid the current week plus two more weeks, and then they're on their own. Now, what does this have to do with the price of tea in China? If you don't live in Lakeland and you don't work for this company, obviously, there's not a, it's not like there's 5,000 people working there. Um, that's not the point of this story. Now, you had a majority of these people made a decent wage. Drivers earned anywhere from 42 to 50,000 a year. Sales staff was 50 to 60. And then your management made obviously made more than that. Now, Don, I live in Oregon. Why the fuck do I care about these people in Lakeland, Florida? Don, I live in Texas. Why do I, Don, I live in Georgia. Why do I care? John, you know, I get it. It didn't affect me personally. So why do I give a fuck? People get laid off all the time. Businesses close all the time. What's your point? Here's my point. Just to give a little hindsight on this whole situation. I'm going to give you a brief overview. So the Goddard family, they've been in business for since, uh, when was it? Uh, duh, 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 since the 1920s. Started a standard fruit company in the 1920s. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, John Goodard, then it became John Goodard Produce in the 50s. The sons ran it after coming back from Vietnam in the 70s. Uh, I'm just giving you a Cliff Notes version here. Finally, they cashed out in the uh, in early 2000s to Oaks Farm, which is one of the largest independently-owned agriculture businesses in South Florida. Um, let me slide through here because this is all just kind of nothing special to talk about. So, here's one of the things at stakes. It was a high. They had a high-stakes school lunch contract. Several employees called the layoffs an utter shock and a punch to the gut made worse things seem to be going well for the company. Uh, well, actually, we're doing really good in street sales and general manager had taken over. He ended up making it as profitable, Peely said, but our bread and butter, butter not butter, but butter, our main income were the school contracts. Murphy said 80 to 85% of the business's, company's business was supplying fresh fruits and vegetables to Central Florida schools as a subcontractor for Oaks Farms. Oaks is a 55-year-old of Naples, grew up in the business through contracts in the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Justice, and Defense. In 2017, Oaks Farm won a five-year contract of up to $40 million from the Defense Logistics Agency to supply fresh produce to schools and military installations in the southern regions of Florida. In July of 18, it was awarded a similar five-year contract up to $46 million. A third five-year contract followed in September of 18, providing up to $45 million to serve Central Florida. 
The trend continued last year when Oaks beat three other bidders to secure a $238 million contract to supply defense and school customers in Alabama. But the streak may have come to an end. Oaks was counting on a new bigger contract from the Defense Logistics Agency worth up to $351 million over five years to serve Central uh, Florida and Puerto Rico. The contract still marked pending on the DLA website, but Goddard employees got the rumors that Oaks didn't get it. What I was, this is Peely says, what I was told was that it was showing up as pending, but Steve apparently knows somebody and had uh, given a heads up. Um, so why? If this is a company with a proven track record with the Defense Department, Department of Agriculture, why, why? They're getting these contracts. So did someone outbid them, possibly? Or was it pooled? And did politics play a role? So if Oaks Farm did lose the contract, employees speculate there are two possible reasons. Either it was outbid by another company, or um, it was because of Alfie Oaks, which is the owner, extreme political views and outspoken criticism of the federal government and that had scuttled the deal. Oaks is an active, is active in right-wing politics and is dubbed the quote-unquote the MAGA Grocery King of Southwest Florida by Mother Jones Magazine. He chartered buses to take 100 Donald Trump supporters to save the America rally in Washington, D.C. on J6 and flew there on his private plane, although he denies participating in the attack on the Capitol. Oaks lost a $6 million contract with Lee County School District after he made controversial posts on social media about COVID-19 and Black Lives Matter movement. Almost 18,000 people signed a petition on change.org urging the Lee and Collier, Collier County School Districts to cut ties with Oaks Farm. Oaks sued the school district for canceling the contract, claiming it was in retaliation against him for exercising his First Amendment rights. Brocky representative of the U.S. District Court judge sided with the school district. Oaks later sued the Collier County School Board alleging inappropriateties in improprieties in his search for a new superintendent, blah, 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 blah. So I think in, in, in essence is this. You have a company whose bread and butter was made on Department of Agriculture and Defense contractors by supplying schools in the southeast and defense installations in the southeast were fruits and vegetables they had a long standing contracts where they they were renewed every so often i get it but nonetheless once again if it's not broke don't fix it now could this be a situation where on paper they're going to say oh he was outbid by whatever company you know we were going to pay him 300 million and they said they could do it for 280 so we took that one okay fine but your company, when you have a company whose 80% of your business comes from these contracts and you lose out to the contracts, then obviously they're going to have to lay off a shit ton of people. And even though Oaks Farms didn't necessarily go out of business, they didn't need the 30 or so employees at Goddard Produce. You see what I'm saying? And if this all is stemmed from a person who owns a company, uh, talking, saying whatever the fuck they want to say, because as far as I know, we still have the First Amendment. But this is what happens. This is where they get you. Not not to say that Biden had anything to do with it. It's not like Biden sitting there in the Oval Office like, oh, these sons of bitches need to fucking go. I'm not saying that. But 
someone did. Now, what's concerning to me also in this same area, we are uh, we have the, the headquarters of Publix Grocery. Started in Lakeland and Winter Haven. This one of the largest employer, employers in the county. And uh, the, the daughter of George Jenkins, who started the company, George Jenkins, uh, I think her name's Carol Jenkins. I don't know her last name. She's married, but nonetheless, is a major donor to a bunch of different organizations who were involved in January 6th and involved with Donald Trump and so on and so forth. So the next question is, will Publix be next? Now, if you live in Florida or even in the Southeast, you probably, forget about the Southeast, if you live in Florida, you know that Publix is Publix, okay? Um, there is no competition for the most part when it comes to Publix. You have your Walmart Supercenters and you have Winn-Dixie's and you have uh, Aldi's and Save-A-Lots and those types of places, but it, it's Publix. This is Publix land, okay? Will her supporting these different groups affect Publix? I doubt it. They, as far as I know, they don't have government contracts of any kind. And that's what killed this company was the fact that most of their business was done with government contracts. Well, Don, it was school board stuff, so that's on DeSantis. No, no, no. No, no, no. Those contracts don't run through the state. They run through the federal government. Department of Agricultural, not Florida Department of Agriculture. Your states usually deal with the growing of the foods, not the distribution of the foods. Anyway, so once again... Here's a situation where say what you want to say, do what you want to do, right? But be wary of who you say it to, where you say it to, and if it, how it's going to affect you. That's why I get on here three, two, three times a week. I've been doing this for almost three years. I try not to talk about where I work in particular Obviously, the few people that listen to the show that physically and actually know me know where I work, but I don't talk about it mainly because I know I say stuff on this show that people aren't going to agree with. I know that. Hello, right? But I also know as much as I might have my issues at work <laughs> with management and the way the company's being ran, so be that. All of us have those same situations. I don't need to make that public as to where I work and who I have issues with for the main fact that I don't need that getting back to anybody and or, you know, higher, higher ups and me getting unemployed, so to speak, for sitting here speaking my mind. So I don't talk about where I work. I don't talk about my business at work and the things I do or don't do, because what I don't say about that won't get me in trouble there. So anyway. So keep that in mind, guys. Even if even if the government can't affect you personally, it can uh, it can secondarily affect you somehow or another. All righty, but we do have a little bit of good news for the Second Amendment in in a blue state out there, um, and you'll never believe where. So U.S. District Judge Cormac 
Carney blocked a new California gun control law Wednesday that would have prevented lawful gun owners from carrying concealed weapons in 26 places, including churches, public parks, and playgrounds. His ruling announced on Wednesday, Carney described the California gun control law as a violation of the Second Amendment and an act of defiance against the United States Supreme Court. So there you go. Not going to read the whole story. You guys get the gist of it. If you live in California, good news for you. So keep fighting the good fight. All right. On to uh, some other news here. Now, this is where I'm going to wrap back around to the whole mainstream media situation. Now, I'm going to play this clip. This is Al Gore. You guys might remember him. He used to be vice president under Bill uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, he was my guy. I handpicked him. Uh, he's out of the great state of Tennessee, a senator. Um, I wanted to make him my vice president because I figured he was such a dumbass that they wouldn't dare try and kick me out of office as long as he was there. It's kind of what we're doing now with Kamala. What was that, Bill? Uh, uh, nothing. Anyway, play the clip. If you have social media that is dominated by algorithms that uh, pull people down these uh, rabbit holes that are a bit like pitcher plants, these algorithms, uh, they are the digital equivalent of AR-15s. They ought to be banned. They really ought to be banned. It's an abuse of the public forum. But when, these, when people are pulled down these uh, rabbit holes, you know what's at the bottom of the rabbit hole? That's where the echo chamber is. Uh, and if you spend too much time in the echo chamber, what's weaponized is another form of AI, not artificial intelligence, artificial insanity. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. QAnon is just the best known version of artificial insanity. And these devices are the Today, Junior. Of self-government. Talking about artificial intelligence, am I right? <laughs> am I right? Anyway, so Al Gore says that mainstream media or non-mainstream media must be banned to save democracy. According to the vice president, democracy is under threat because people are no longer receiving their news from the same mainstream news sources and no longer share the same base of knowledge. So... Um, Gore claimed that non-mainstream media is an abusive public forum and that people were being sucked into echo chambers. That's what he was talking about. Now, he talked about social media, but he also talked about when he talked about non-mainstream media. Okay, so what is non-mainstream media? Hello, this is non-mainstream media. So... <laughs> Like he was talking about, he said social media. Now, where I disagree with him is we all know that Facebook and X, maybe not as much, but still probably somewhat, YouTube and these other situations are all controlled. You can't get on Facebook and just say whatever in the fuck you want to say without getting in trouble through Facebook, Right. I mean, I guess you can say whatever you want, but you're gonna get you're gonna get flagged. You're gonna get, uh, uh, you know, thrown in Facebook jail or whatever the case may be. So, when I was talking about earlier about it being a slow news time because all the news makers are on vacation, 
this is what I'm talking about. Now, he is saying that you, me, and everyone else should only get their news from your mainstream media sources. Okay? Now, I'm going to say, well, ABC, CBS, NBC, but I also will say MSNBC, CNN, and yes, Fox, and yes, Newsmax, and all these other people that are on TV. And I'll even go as far as saying a lot, a lot of your mainstream podcasters. So people that podcast, they get millions and millions of, of listens to per show. They are mainstream in a way. Now, mind you, I listen to a lot of these different individuals. And and there's a lot of them that talk so much tough that they're they're one of us, they're down with us, and they're I used to be like you. Yeah, you probably did used to. And I've listened to smaller podcasts, but yet relatively large, you know, maybe a top 100 or a top 200 in their genre. But even then, some of them talk all this business, but still might not say everything that needs to be said because YouTube or whoever might take their show off of the air. Now, I think it gets to a point in podcasting, period. I don't care who you are. I don't care what side of the of the uh, spectrum you're on. If you're right wing, if you're left wing, if you're a centrist, if you're a libertarian, I don't care. It doesn't matter. And I don't care who you listen to on pod. I mean, obviously, I want you to listen to me. But I, I'm not stupid to the fact that I'm your only podcast choice, okay? I, obviously, I know that people listen to other stuff. I'm not ignorant. But you shouldn't. You should just listen to me, and that's it. Just turn it off as soon as I'm done. Put your phone away. Just listen to music. No. But if if I'm a podcaster, if, if I, Don Q, and, and Don't Tread on America, we hit it big, and I'm doing a show five times a week, and I'm making... You know, $100,000 a year or whatever doing this show. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now. No. But um, I would pr- I would then be beholden, I guess, to a corporation, whoever that corporation was that was paying me, to maybe not say some things that I say now. Um. And I think that's the case. I think I think in the heart of hearts, if, if you listen to a podcast and whatever side of the of the of the aisle they bleed, they are going to go hardcore on a subject, but they might not go all in on that subject for fear of repercussion from who's paying them. Now, a show like this, where I'm self-funded, obviously, my only enemy would be the distribution company that would say, we don't like what you're saying, we're turning you off. Which is very well could happen. Okay? Um, now, if that were to happen, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's other distribution companies out there I could use, but um, so far, this is, I think, show 350, if, if my math is right. And uh, we haven't had those issues. I do believe... That this show gets shadow banned, whether it's because of the the app itself or it's just the algorithms and how it works, I don't know. If it's it might not have anything to do with who's distributing 
my content, but it might be with who's receiving it. So Apple or Spotify or whoever might keep me down, even though I have a relatively high rating on the show. That's why it's very important when I say this, and I'm not just saying this to say this. I'm not saying this because I listen to these four other podcasts and they say the same shit. It's true. When, when I'm asking you to do the things I'm asking you to do, okay, yeah, I want you to go to the DTOM store. I would love for you to buy merchandise. But the only reason I even care about that store is because it's cool as shit. I'm telling you, I got some cool shit on there. And that's a way for you to help support the show. I'm not putting that money in my pocket. I'm just keeping the websites running. That's all I'm doing with it. I promise you that's the truth. And what does it mean for you to buy a shirt? Well, it probably doesn't mean a whole lot to you. The shirts are they're decent shirts. They're nice fabric. I think the designs are good. I've opened up my doors to you guys. If you think of something better, send it my way. We can talk about splitting the money on the backside. But nonetheless, um, it helps me with advertising. Okay? Just as much as you clicking a five-star rating. The majority of my downloads come from Apple. Okay, so if I get 2,000 or so downloads in a month, which might sound like small potatoes to Joe Rogan or whoever else, I get that. But to just a dude (laughs) with a full-time job and a part-time podcast who's cracking a mic open two or three times a week to get 2,000 plus downloads, you're talking, I probably only do, what, um, let's see, two, four, six, eight, ten shows maybe a month, 10, 10 to 12 shows a month, give or take, right? That's a fair assessment. And I'm getting well over 2,000 downloads. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it, it's not bad. I say, they say if, you're, if you can garner 25 downloads within the first day of you putting a show out, you're doing fine. And we're doing that and then some. Actually, I shouldn't say we're doing that and then some. We're doing more than that and then some. <laughs> so my point being is this. Um, the more you guys... You're listening to it on Apple. So if 800 and something downloads are coming, if 1,000 downloads a month are coming from Apple, okay, I only do 10 or so shows a month. So it's obviously not like I do 1,000 shows a month and that's one person listening to every show, right? So I don't know the math. I don't want to break it down. But there's probably, I don't know, 100, I don't know, give or take, right, unique listeners every month on Apple. And then Spotify and whoever else. And I'm focusing on on Apple because you can leave a rating. So right now, if you're listening to this show, okay, and you don't have to rate necessarily this show, but you're rating the 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 show in general, not this not this pro this uh, this uh, show that we're doing right now, but the show in general. So if you think that Don't Turn on America is a good podcast. That's when you hit the five star. If you want to type something in there, hey, for a fucking idiot, he does pretty good. You know, for a moron that doesn't do this for a living, he sounds pretty decent on the mic. You know, whatever whatever you want to say. If you, I, I'll tell you, listen, so go on there right now, five star, put your name in there, Bob Johnson. Say, this dude really knows the fuck he's talking about. He's pretty good and he drinks some whiskey. He's awesome. There you go. Five star. Boom. And if you don't want to type anything, that's fine. My point is, is that if there's 50 to 100 of you guys listening to the show on Apple right now, there's no reason why you can't hit that five star. 
There's no reason. It doesn't cost you anything. Apple's not going to send you a bill saying, hey, you owe us $2 for that five-star. They're not going to do it. But it helps me out more than you <laughs> more than you realize. So, anyway. All right. So, on to, I, I guess, in closing, my point is this, I should say, before I get to my last segment, is the mainstream media controls more than you probably actually realize, and we've talked about this in the past, And the fact that you have an ex-vice president telling you that you shouldn't listen to non-mainstream media, whether it's social media or podcasting, means that they're scared of the things that you're hearing that they can't control. Period. And that should concern you even more. Because what does that mean to things like me? Shows like me. I'm not going to talk about Joe Rogan and, you know, the big boys. Because... I think they're probably untouchable, but they could easily wipe all his piss hands out. Easily. That's why I think it's important for me to get in line with other smaller podcasts, obviously bigger than me. You know, I've had communications with Charlie Robinson. I've been on his show. I would really love to start incorporating more of these podcasts that are obviously larger than mine, but not you know, Joe Rogan numbers or whatever, but I think if enough of us all got together, Mel Kay, Charlie Robinson, uh, Monica Perez, shit, uh, Tripoli, so on and so forth, you know, and that's where you guys can also come in. If you listen to any of those shows, maybe you send them a tweet or you send them an email and say, hey, you need to check out Don't Trade. I know that they, some of them listen to the show. I know that. And uh, I would love nothing more for us to all to get together because, even though individually we're not putting out those kinds of numbers together, what can we do? What can we all do? And that's where it gets scary for those people. So anyway, my final segment of the day, get off my lawn, damn kids. So it's been a minute since I've done one of these, uh, get off my lawn segments. (laughs) And you might wonder, why? Why is he playing Man on the Moon by R.E.M.? 1992. Michael Stipe and the guys. Here we go. You would swear to God I was a DJ. I swear to God I never was. Anyway. (laughs) So, why am I playing this song? Okay, so let me tell you, you guys all know Chris, okay? If you've listened to the show from day one, you know Chris, okay? He's no longer on the show. He's very much a part of the show, and he's probably, he's my best friend. And he, we talk every day on the phone. Uh, he's not on the show. You guys know why. It's not nothing major. He shows up every now and again, and we'll do a show here and there, or whatever. But he's still very much a part of the show. We talk about ideas. He gives me ideas. And a lot of the stuff I talk about comes from him. So, we're talking on the phone today. And I swear to God, our phone conversation, the phone call dropped, I don't know, five times. And (laughs) this is how our conversations go. And this is why I'm playing this song. Is was that right there he goes we can put a man on the moon but we can't make a cell phone fucking call from 
20 miles away. You you can <laughs> then this is how our conversations go. So we talk about that. It's like, you know, when we did a show, we did a, a, a Detom files, right? And it was the moon landing, whatever. You can go back and watch it or listen to it. It was a few years ago. And uh it's a show that we got inebriated in, but you know, whatever. Um one of the one of the things, and if you believe <laughs> if you believe that we put a man on the moon, then I got a trick up my sleeve for you. Because here's the thing, 1969, if you believe that this actually happened, okay, then let me ask you this simple question. Why is it that Richard Nixon in Washington, D.C. can sit here and make a landline phone call to the moon to talk to Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin? What was that? 60... 54 years ago, right? 54 years ago. Oh, Don, he he called and a satellite linked it up to... Cool. Whatever bullshit reason you want to give me, I don't care. You drive down the street and you see a motherfucking cell phone tower every what? Mile? Maybe that far apart? (laughs) We're in the same town and we can't stay on the fucking phone? And then you're thinking, okay, well, here's his rant. Okay, so, yeah, cell phone suck. Okay. We're in 5G land, right? So how long have you had a cell phone for? I had a, I've had a cell phone since 1972. No. I, how old uh, kid uh, Kendall wasn't born yet? So 96. I had a phone in 96. Okay, that was my first cell phone. It weighed like 900 pounds. You know what I'm saying. And I don't remember dropping calls. Cell phone technology was, wasn't was brand new in 96, but it was relatively new. It was newer than it is now, right? And as we've gone into the Gs of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, the, tell me if I'm wrong. The cell phone service has steadily gotten worse. And I can't help but ask the question, why? What the hell is going on? And that's my rant. It was like, it drives me crazy. You spend all this money on having a cell phone to the point where you don't even keep a landline because why? You're always on the cell phone. And I'm not talking about getting on social media and shit like that. I'm talk- talking about making a regular ass phone call. Constant droppage. Boom, boom, boom. So my point is this. And this is what brought us to this song. If you believe that we put a man on the moon... And the interesting thing, let me go to this because it's going to play something else. If, so this is how our conversations go. Uh, what was that song about? What was, what was that song about? So we're just spitballing. Well, it was about Andy Kaufman, right? Because blah, blah, blah. So we started looking into the origins of the song and what is it, what is the true meaning? Well, if you listen to the lyrics, and you really pay attention, it was, there's a lot of conspiracy theories around Andy Kaufman's death. Did he really die in 1984? Uh, his brother came out in 99 saying that he had faked his death. Okay, so is it so non-believable? And I think that's the point of the song. If you believe that we put a man on the moon, if you believe in... 
Charles Darwin and Newton and Moses, and you believe all this other stuff, and you believe that we put a man on the moon, then why would you believe that Andy Kaufman, who was the king of crate of just foolishness and and you know what was it tony clifton and making you believe that he wasn't who he was and he was who he wasn't then why would you assume that he was dead but that's how our conversations go we literally go from a rant (laughs) about how i can't make a cell phone call 20 miles down the road with god knows how many cell phone towers in between us to what was the man on the moon song really about now you have some of the insights and the brains and the working of the D-Tom show and Chris and Don join us next time when we talk about oh <laughs> but seriously that's all I got for you guys I thought it was just interesting we, we, we take these uh, right turns into uh, you know there's a squirrel you know when we're talking about a conversation anyway so, guys, with that being said, please make sure whatever podcast you're listening to this on, you uh, you follow the show, number one. You share it, number two. And like I said before, if you're on Apple or Spotify, if you can please leave us a rating, five-star preferably. If you want to leave a comment, that's fine, too. I do read those on the air. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, True Social, and the Ticker Talker. Drink recipes mainly, only. Check me out. And uh, if you're not on that, you can check me out at don'tturnamerica.com. From all those situations, you can message me directly, email me. And uh, you know, if you want to shoot me a question, a concern, if you got a t-shirt idea, shoot it my way. Other than that, guys, today is December 26th, 2023. I will be back on Thursday. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you then. See ya.